It's Talking Twins and more with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au. It's Talking Twins and more, a multiple birth podcast with myself, Nix, and joining me as always, my co-host from twinfo.com.au, Naomi. Hello, how are you going? Is this my friend Nikki? You sound so different. <laughs> I know, I'm a little bit husky at the moment, aren't I? You are, you're sounding very sexy. It's got that sexy voice going. Oh, look, I'm surrounded <laughs> by a whole bunch of allergies and allergens. And, uh, oh, no. And we've had all, all of us wiped out with it. And I tell you what, um, I, I've never been a, a big allergy family, but we're turning into one of those. And I think everybody is uh, around New South Wales, country New South Wales, because we've had so much rain. Oh, my gosh, don't talk to us about rain. We've had none. Oh, see, oh, we were, but we were. I'm not jealous of we your allergies, though. I know we were that. really drought stricken for so many years, like severely drought stricken mm. in regional New South Wales, and the drought has broken. But with it, has come out every single pollen, even to the point where I've had to get Hunter onto allergy medication. Oh, really? That mm. bad? Yeah, poor thing. And he's had to, you know, change puffers for asthma and all sorts of bits and pieces. Anyway, how are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm very good, actually. Um, we've had a, yes, a really good week. Um, I have to just tell you something really quickly that's been really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, so, obviously, I've got girl-boy twins, mm-hmm. and we don't dress them the same. I mean, every now and then, you know, they'll both wear a similar shirt, a you know, similar green shirt or something like that. And I go, oh, look at them. They look so cute. <laughs> um, but we've had three instances this week where they've um, dressed the same and wanted to. Wow. Uh, we were just going through the clothes, um, you know, moving the hand-me-downs that other people have given us um, to, we call it the two big box, going through the two big box to bring some clothes down that would fit them and get rid of the ones that they've grown out of. And um, they found these two matching karate shirts in there someone had obviously given us. And um, my boy twin, Oliver, he got so excited. He's like, we can be twins, Lexi. <laughs> I'm like, you are twins. But he, we can be matching twins, Mum. And I was like, oh, Isn't that cute? And it's something with, <laughs> I know. with I've dressed my kids the same pretty much since they were born. And I'm just going away from it now for and a half. So there you go, the absolute opposite. <laughs> I know. So at nine years old, they've suddenly decided. And then, so that was uh, Saturday, I think. Wednesday, they had to dress up in a couple of certain colours in respect to something at school. And, um, yeah, they both ended up wearing a green raffita hula hoop skirt each and hula hula skirt and um, matching lays and everything. And they'll say trot to school dressed the same. And then this coming Monday is book week and they both want to go with Wilbur the pig from Charlotte's Web and they want to wear matching outfits again. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that cute? Look, like, finally they're getting there for you. <laughs> I know. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh. Why couldn't we have done this, you know, nine years ago? But anyway. Absolutely adorable. I want anyway. to see some photos. Yeah, I will. I'll definitely, because it's just been quite cute. I'll do a, a series of the three of them in their matching outfits. So cute. Hey, look, we're yeah. catching up with Tori Reese for another week. Uh, we thought we'd bring her back one more time. There has been a bit of a hiatus. That's because, as you can tell, I haven't had a voice for a couple of weeks. Um, but we're oh, bringing her back. I know, I miss talking to you. <laughs> I know, I miss talking. Full stop. Yeah. Uh, my other half doesn't. He's loved the quietness around the house. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> but look, Tori is joining us again. Uh, we've got a, a few quick questions that we want to throw at her to find out how she coped with a couple of things. We'll do it next. It's Talking Twins. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and nickyainley.com. Tori Reese is joining joining us yet again. Tors, welcome back. Thank you so much for being patient and coming back. Oh, thank you for having me. I love Talking Twins. (laughs) 
all do, don't we? I don't know. It's just something. Once you've got multiples, I think that um, yeah, it's just you it love is, talking to other people who yeah. have twins. It makes it all. It makes it all that much. Oh, do you do this? Oh, yep, I do this. Or how do you deal with that? Okay, cool. I do that too. Yeah, it definitely helps, doesn't it? I love it. And Tori, we thought we'd bring you back because we've got a couple of questions that we haven't got to yet. Just some of those simple things that we've already talked about on the podcast, but we'd love to get your thoughts on. Like we'll kick it off like one of the biggest things I think, and it's the first thing you think of when you fall pregnant with multiples, prams. Yes, prams is a big one. And that's one that I've always, uh, the second I found out I, I, I was having twins, I decided I didn't want them in like a front and back one, I wanted them sitting next to each other. I don't really know why, but I just felt because they're the same age, I wanted them together. I didn't want one under and one on top. Um, I don't know if you guys had that as well, but that was my thing. So that narrows the um, the type of pram down quite significantly. So I ended up going with the bugaboo, um, the big donkey, which is seriously heavy and would probably go a different one if I had my time again. But <laughs> for the most part, it has been fantastic because they can be next to each other. And I'm now finding that they'll sit next to each other and they'll hold hands and they'll share food and all of Isn't that. Isn't that together, so which, cute when which that is happens? so cute. Now oh, they're starting to do that. Yeah, um, that's gorgeous. But yeah, I, I, I did find that that was my big thing, that I just wanted them next to each other yeah. and being able to interact, not on top of, you know, on the top. What I don't even know what that friend's called. What type yeah, of yeah, the inline, inline or limo, yeah. yeah. Which and I think you can get into places much easier with one like that. But um, yes, definitely. Um, take us back a minute. How old was Lenny when the twins were born? So Lenny was nearly four. So he was he was still three. Um, but yeah, he was one. So I was like, well, how do I get one with? Three seats. I need one with three seats because yeah. Lenny loves a pram. He he's, would sit, he's five now and he would still comfortably go, Mum, let's go for a walk. Can you push me in the pram? Like he loves just sitting there looking around. Da, da, da. But obviously with the twins, that was not going to happen. So we got the scooter, the, you know, the little skater board on the back. Uh-huh. Um, yes, I've seen those. Of that, of our bugaboo, which was a godsend like that was definitely something that we 100% needed because he's still he's still little and he still gets tired and he still gets all of that so it was really important that we had that um on as well because yeah his pram time was over (laughs) and that's another thing they've got to adjust to isn't it it must be so difficult for them yeah and did you um ever like wear one of the twins and have Lenny and another of the twins in the pram Absolutely. So I also had, after everything um, that went, that happened to Mac when he was really little, he, he wouldn't, he wouldn't even sit in a pram. He was so distressed all the time that I ended up wearing him basically 24 seven unless I was feeding Vinny pretty much. So Lenny did, we had to take the top, if you have, if you've had a bugaboo before, they've got this top part where their heads sit, but Lenny was too tall for that. So we had to take that bit off. So he could actually sit in the seat and then he would sit with Vinny quite often and Mac would be in the in the carrier because um, that's where he would that's where he would settle as well. So there were fun times there in that, that first year. <laughs> Sounds like it. Goodness. And um, did you have the capsules that clipped in? I actually did. I didn't with Lenny, but we did have the capsules 
um, for I think it was literally only about three or four months, and then they just didn't like them. I don't think they oh. liked being in them. Yeah, so I loved the idea of them. The house we were living in at the time was a two-story house that we would park in the garage and have to go up the stairs. Um, so I would leave one one twin down the bottom with Lenny in the capsule and then walk one up because I couldn't carry two of the capsules up at the one time. So I quickly worked out that the better way for me to do it was to always wear a carrier. So I would put one, I would put Mackie in the carrier out of the capsule and then get Vinny and hold him as well to get them out of the car. I just found that the capsules were just too heavy to walk up and down, even when they were tiny. Isn't that interesting? Because I deliberately didn't have capsules because of that reason. And everyone I've spoken to with multiples has said they loved having capsules. And I I felt like I missed out on something by not having them. No, I think, I, I say I never had one with Lenny. But then with the twins, I was like, oh, no, I must get them because, like, I've got two of them. It's going to be, you know, to be able to get them in and out and stuff like that. But having two of them is so heavy mm. that you think it, it just makes it, yeah, I, for me, they weren't, they weren't something that I found, um, that I found beneficial. But, um, you know, oh, I I'm legit, sure everyone I, has their experiences. I legit cried when I returned one. Yeah, it's funny, isn't I it? I actually sat in the car isn't and cried and thought, my life is over. I am never going to leave the house again. <laughs> is that because they've gotten bigger and they're not that small to be in the capsule anymore? Yeah, we had the <laughs> capsules. It was like nine months that I, they were in the capsule. Yeah. And I, yeah, I legit cried and I, I, I thought my life was over. <laughs> but I, 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 really, I really do think that some kids love a capsule. They love being snuggled up in there, but then some just don't. And mine, unfortunately, just didn't. Yeah. Oh, well, for me, it wasn't about them. It was about me. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. It was nothing to do with them. I was the one that needed them in the capsules. I would put them in there and get them ready to go out. And then I could rush around and do things knowing that they were in the capsules. So if they fell asleep, it didn't matter. Because I was just going to put them into the car. Yeah, um, but mine would cry when go, going into the capsules. Like mine yeah, never liked the capsules. Okay. So it wasn't. I mean, I love the idea of them, but it wasn't. It didn't happen for me. In <laughs> mm. talking uh, of capsules, though, because you've got one of the predicaments that I'm sure lots of parents have been in going um, from one to three. What did you do car wise? Yeah. So when we were when we found out we were having twins, we're like, oh, we had a Mazda, we had a Mazda CX nine, and we're thinking, oh yeah, that's a pretty decent car. Anyway, soon found out it's one of the um, narrowest cars that you can sort of get. So we worked out that we actually couldn't fit two rear facing car seats and a um, seat for Lenny in the middle. It was it wasn't going to work. So we actually had to get a new car when we found out. So um, obviously, I needed the boys rear facing um, behind the passenger and the front and the front seat. So we ended up having that configuration with them in there, and then Lenny in the middle. But obviously, had to get a bigger car to fit them in, which was yeah, not an expense we were ready for. <laughs> oh, it happens to so many families. Yeah, it's crazy because then you think you go yeah, and then actually now. This is a new thing that's happened probably in the last two weeks. I've actually put Lenny's car seat in the boot of my car now and he's actually sitting there and the twins are, are, are turned around now and they're in the same spots that they were just to give everyone a little bit of space so we're not all touching each other in the car rides anymore. So what <laughs> yeah, car do you have? I think, 
Pardon? What car did you go with? We've got a Ford, uh, what is it, a Ford big one, What Ford Everest. Oh, yep, yep. Lots of space. Yeah, yeah. So that, so that tows our caravan. But, yeah, we've only recently put Lenny's car seat in the, in, you know, because it's a seven-seater, in the back, and it has been the best thing that I've ever done. <laughs> Have you seen that? tempted to touch them or, you know, yeah. all of those things. There's a meme, that, uh, it's a photo that goes round every now and then. It does the rounds where the dad's um, sitting there with a big smile on his face in the front of the car and he's got his triplets in the back and he's put a massive piece of cardboard or something in between each seat. So <laughs> I have seen that and have I tell you, you that, that's what you would need. Like, yeah. You know, I'm so glad that I can stretch the three out. I mean, if there was a number four in there, that would be really, yeah, that would be very interesting because I wouldn't be able to separate them all. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so when you had um, a baby rear-facing each side, what did you do? Put Lenny, get him to climb in first? Yeah, so when it was rear-facing, oh, that was that was an interesting one. So he would have to climb in underneath the car seat. That's what I was just wondering. How did he? How does he get into the middle? Yeah. yeah, so that's what he would do. And he wasn't always, he wasn't super confident with it. So we actually put the seats in about, oh, I think I would have been about 34 weeks at that point that we actually got out, or maybe even earlier, maybe about 32 weeks, but when we put the car seats in because – he needed to practice. Like he needed to practice um, going under the cast, the capsules to get in because it wasn't the easiest thing. And then, you know, me with my giant belly turning around to fit his car seat on from yeah, the front. Because he sure. couldn't do that himself yet. No. So that was, yeah, that was another interesting thing. But um, yeah, that's how it, that's how it went. I'm sure lots of, lots of others have, you know, had the same dilemmas with the car seat. <laughs> it's the things you oh, don't definitely. think of, isn't it? It's the weird things you yeah. don't think of like that. <laughs> um, I know. One... I was always like, Lenny, you've just got, you just have to do it. That's just how you go. But I don't want the capsule there anymore. We don't have the babies yet. I know, sweetheart, we're just practicing. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that catches a lot of people out is um, if you're tall um, and you've got the two rear-facing ones, you can't put the driver's seat back far enough. Yes, oh, I think that yeah. that happens to a lot. Even if you just, you know, yeah, a lot of people have to put the the bubby if they're just having a singleton on the passenger side because they can't move their chair back. They, yes, and when you've got, you know, two potentially three uh, car seats rear facing, you don't have that option to to no. sort of choose the spot. Um, and some people who are tall or their partner's tall or whatever, but if there's a tall, really tall person in the family, they've had to get a new car because they just physically can't drive. It's incredible, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, you would think that these things have been thought about. I know. <laughs> it's just crazy. Anyway. Tori, I want to know, we were talking about it just before, about the fact that Naomi's twins have just started dressing the same. Um with you, because when I knew I was having, I found out I was having boys and I knew that they were, you know, obviously same sex. And I decided, people asked me, are you going to dress them the same? And I just openly, my boys are fraternal and they look nothing alike. I was like, yep. And I have done that because that was one of the small little joys that I got out of having twins during the tough times was the matchy matchy. What did you decide to do? Well, when people would ask me, I think that's just a question that everyone gets asked when they found out you're having twins. Are you going to dress them the same? That seems to be one of the 
the most common questions, right? And when that happened, to, when they asked me, I was like, no, I'm not going to be that mum that dresses them the same. Anyway, turns out a year and a half later, my kids are always dressed the same. <laughs> I'll even get my big one in, in on it as well. If I find a T-shirt or something that I think super cute, I like to dress him the same as well. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's funny. I find it really easy then when you go, say, to the park or something and you're just looking for one outfit twice, they pop out. I actually think it's also just about ease as well. Like I love when they're in the matching outfit and because mm-hmm. mine look also totally different and, they, and people go, oh, are they twins? And you say, yeah, but I think a lot of the times I only realise that because I've got them in matching outfits. Mm-hmm. But I also think it does come down to the ease. When you're going shopping and you see, oh, yeah, that's a size mm-hmm. one. Yep, I'll just buy two of them because I like that. Like, so true. It's just the same. It, and, and then even getting the clothes out. My boys' twins' clothes, I don't know about you guys, but my twins' clothes are all in the one room. So my twins sleep separately in different rooms, but their clothes are all in max room actually. And the same T-shirts are together, the same pants are together. Mm-hmm. So then when I get one outfit out, I just get, you know, get double. Yeah, I'm and exactly the same. Yeah. I don't know if it's that I'm lazy, but it's definitely that makes it a lot easier just thinking of the one outfit all the time. Yeah. And <laughs> I used to even Would be you? like, yeah. I used to even be like to the point where I'm, I'd, I'd overthink it this much. I'm like, well, if I, if they don't have the same outfit, what if I think one outfit's cuter than the other and I've chosen which one to put that on and then I'm I'm deciding to favour one child over the other. I'm like, I don't think it works like that, but, you know, that that's the extent your mind will go to sometimes. These are the things that our minds think about. I do things like diff, like the same shoes but different colour because I kind of like that, that, that yeah. sort of thing as well. Like, so they're the same, same but different. <laughs> It's funny. Um, I do definitely agree with you. We've got a set of fluorescent yellow baseball caps that we got, high-vis ones that we got from Bunnings or something, and I use them at the park so I can easily, oh, yep, there's one, there's the other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely I can see the, the benefit. But you'd be a little bit concerned that you've got the right kids sometimes, if you had, particularly if you had identical ones at the park. You might think that you've seen, this, you know, the same child twice. Yeah, that's right. I know a lot of people. A lot of people who have completely identical. I'm sure you've spoken to some on the podcast, but you know they end up having to paint. You know, one one of the mm. one of the all dressing one in green and one in orange. Yeah, and that, and green is just that kid's color, and orange is just that kid's color because they're so alike. It's so true, though, Naomi. You've got a good point. But I'm forever. Like literally forever calling the boys the wrong name, and not by not by intention. I used to hate it when my mum and dad did it to me, and my sister and I are seven years apart. But it's just habit. You just yell out, you know, one of your kids' names. I honestly think it's a part of the brain that that when you become a mum, all of the names just get mixed up. So I'll be sitting there going, you know, you know, Lenny, Vinny, no, Mac, Mac, Mac. So I say all their names all together, but I swear it's just your brain that just goes into this little mushy part and just says whatever name you can think of first. <laughs> my brain has gone into mushy part about loads of things since having kids. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, just standard, yeah. isn't it? Haven't we all? Oh. <laughs> hey, one Terrible. of the things that we haven't spoken to you about, Tills, which I'd love to hear your thoughts on, is um, breastfeeding and your breastfeeding journey. Yeah, so I've um, – yeah, that's this. Breastfeeding and bottle feed, that's something that I'm really passionate about and I, I and I love spreading, you know, as much awareness as I can about the fact of I, I've, I'm still breastfeeding the twins at, what are we, 21 months now um, and I feel 
extremely fortunate to be able to have still been breastfeeding the boys, especially after everything that went on with Mac. Um, but yeah, I'm always, I, I think, I think for, for myself after having Lenny and feeding him solidly till he was about 16 months, it was a really big thing for me to think, I probably won't be able to breastfeed the twins. Like it was, it was a thing. How can my? I'm not sure if my body will be able to produce that amount of milk, or you know, be able to keep up with that. Or if my babies come early and they're already on formula, will I be able to? All these things came through my mind, which didn't come through my mind when I was when I had had when I was pregnant with Lenny. Um, and I think that's where it's really important to know that even if you're having twins, even if you're having triplets, you know, your breastfeeding journey can can be whatever you make it to be and you know the only advice that I would give is to get as much help as you can I was you know with a lactation consultant before having the twins because I really wanted to give it a red hot you know red hot go um and luckily I've had three boys now who are completely boob obsessed and it's been a really natural and easy experience for me which I know is not the case for so many other parents out there. Um, I definitely credit a lot of our um, breastfeeding success to lactation consultants as well. They're like little angels in disguise, I think. <laughs> oh, and I think it's, 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 that, it's that whole, you know, I think you put doubt in your mind straight away when they go, oh, you know, you might need to supplement or you might need to do this and you might need to do that. And you all of a sudden go, oh, okay, yeah, that's fine. You know, it's totally fine. But you, you actually, if you ask for help and if you get everyone, you know, everyone on board on, you know, on your, what, whatever it is that you want to do, there is so much help out there. And um, I think that's where I sort of can go twins, triplets, you know, singletons. If, if breastfeeding is something that you really want to give a red hot go, um, get some help, you know, and. Yeah, use use your support system out there because there's so much that you don't know about that you can get help for. I agree with you. And um, I think that's one thing, um, like when we're starting Twinfo, I really wanted people to be able to find that help because when my baby was little, I didn't even know that there were things like sleep consultants and everything. Yeah, you know, like, and it's okay to ask for help if things aren't working. Like, and if you are really wanting to feed, breastfeed, then you know, get a lactation consultant in and get some advice. Look, it may not work. Absolutely, least, you might get at least me. you've tried. You know, like you've asked for that help, and yeah. some people are sometimes just uh, ashamed to ask for help. Yeah, and I think that's. I think that comes with my first when I had Lenny. I was this, I can do it all on my own. I don't need anyone's help. I don't da-da-da-da-da. And then I, I quickly found out that why was I like that? Like, yeah. you know, oh, no, I don't want you rocking my baby to sleep. I do this and I, you know, like all this stuff. And then when I had the twins, you know, anyone that wants to help, come on in. You know, like I was so much more acceptance of, accepting of help and, and it, it just made my experience just so much better knowing that you know I did have that support system around me and I was okay to ask for help and receive help. I wonder if that comes from um, the fact that you weren't a first time mum with the twins. I think or it really does. I, I, whether I, you were like or whether it's because it was twins sort of thing like it's it's an interesting 
interesting it's an interesting one because Naomi and I we've talked about this on previous podcasts and you know I I admit I was very much the don't touch my twins I wanted to do everything myself so whether that was a first time mum thing or a twin mum thing I don't know but yeah it's interesting yeah I really do think like I mean in my in my mind the first time you you want to you want to know that you can do it all on your own and you want to you know you're like I've had these twins I've birthed these twins I've grown these twins you know or baby or whatever it might be and I think and, and, and you think that you have to do it all on your own because that's the way you look like you're coping really well. I think that, you know, and then when I had the twins, I was, I was, I knew that I didn't need to be like that. And I think that was, for me, it was because I wasn't a first time mum and I was aware that no matter where you, what you do with motherhood and what your journey is, you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to get some things right and you're going to get some things wrong and you're going to make mistakes and you're going to not make mistakes and you're going to choose the wrong products and you're going to do whatever it might be. But if you've got that solid support system there and you are okay to ask for help, it makes it so much easier. I agree. Talking of products, what's your top top multiple birth product that you used, do you mm. think? Um, I actually loved, and I don't know if, I don't know. I love the Kakuna baby. Did you guys, you might not have had them. No, um, no I don't think I, yeah, they, they're, yeah, before my, uh, sorry, before after my your, twins. After yeah. The, yeah, well, I had them purely as a way of being able to move the twins around when they were asleep to wherever I was. So it's basically like a little cushion as such that you can pick up and move around anywhere basically, and that was just my godsend because I would be playing with Lenny in the playroom and I would just pick them up and put them there or I would be cooking dinner and I would pick them up and put them, you know, wherever I was and that just, yes, that that helped me a lot. I actually ended up putting them in my pram later on, um, squeezing them in the pram later on and going for walks with them in the Kakuna Baby, which was awesome too. Wow. And so there were two single ones. Two single ones, yeah, yeah, so you can move them, yeah, so they are sort of on their own little space and they're, yeah, I, I found them brilliant. I also found the swings. I don't know if you guys oh, have swings yes. that you would put them I, in and I lived them. by oh. my swings, yeah. Yeah, I loved my swing. That was something. I actually had the swing that you could detach and it would become like a rocker that you could also move to different places. Oh, that's Ooh. clever. Yeah, it was that Joel, Joel, Joey, Joey brand or something like that. So mm. that was also amazing. Um, what else? And I also love my high chairs. I've got the pig Perego or whatever high chairs that can wheel everywhere. Oh, that's cool. Fantastic too. Oh, there yeah. you go. Some good little <laughs> tips there. What did you do for sleeping arrangements? So my sleeping arrangements, I was all about, oh, mine are going to sleep together and it's going to all be beautiful and they're not going to wake each other up because they're going to be used to each other. That lasted about two weeks. And then, then I think I had them in, no, sorry, I had them in my room for the first, oh, I, I would have, I, I want to say about first two months, they were in my room and then they shared a room for a little bit and then once it, we worked out that they kept on waking each other up and stuff, we actually ended up in separate rooms. So now they sleep in separate rooms um, and it's the best thing that I ever did because now we all sleep through and we're all we're all happy. So they kiss each other goodnight. It's actually very sweet. We brush our teeth all together with Lenny as well. And then they all give each other a big kiss. Lenny goes in with James and James reads Lenny a book. I read the twins a book, give them both a quick feed and they give each other a kiss and they go into their 
different rooms and hop in their sleeping bags and off they go. So <laughs> it's, it's worked out for us separating them. Sounds like you've got a good routine happening there. Good on you. Yes, we had oh, we had to because the first one, Lenny, we did not have on a good routine. And it's, um, yeah, still to this day, he wakes up every night and we end up in with him. So the twins, it was just not going to happen. <laughs> Sorry, to wrap it up, yeah. what, are, what are the last sort of tips that you would give anybody um, sort of going into this, particularly with your expertise as being a, a mother to multiples as the second in your family? Um, what, are you, what are your last tips? Um, I just think just don't take it all so seriously. Don't ask for advice. Don't. I, I, I feel like sometimes your experience is going to be your experience and it's all going to be beautiful no matter the ups and downs. And I think if you've got too much expectations going into it, you know, you can get let down when things aren't as, you know, rosy or amazing as once you once you saw it. And I think, yeah, reaching out to other twin mums on different, you know, different things like twinfo and stuff is all you can all you can do. And you know, again, as a, as I've said a thousand times, is asking for help, whether it's a meal after the twins or whether it's holding a baby to sleep. None of those things need to be. Um, None of those things are shameful. You need you need as much help as you can get and just don't forget yourself in the journeys that is parenthood. <laughs> I agree. That whole trying to put yourself, give yourself some time. Um, I know um, Nikki and I have spoken about this. We're both really bad at that. Like everyone else comes first, which is a, you know, a common thing in, in parenting. But... Um, I think having a child first would have helped me with that a bit more when the twins. Yeah. yeah, I think it's. I think you can't pour from an empty cup, you know the old saying. And I think I. I don't think you can ever, as a mum. I was actually having this conversation with a girlfriend just before. I don't think you can get rid of that guilt that we all have when we try and put ourselves first over different things. Um, I don't think that ever goes as a mum, and I think sometimes we get envious that the dads don't actually sometimes feel that guilty when they just duck down the street to go get, have a coffee with a friend and we feel guilty for leaving them. Um, but I think with time you sort of learn that you need that, you need to fill up your own cup as much as you can to, yeah, be a better mum and to, you know, fill their cups as much as you can as well. Yep. So I'm only just realising that and mine are nine. So, Kudos to you that you you picked up on that much earlier. I can say it, but it doesn't actually always work out. No. Sorry. Look, thank you so much for joining us on these podcasts. It's been so awesome to get your thoughts, your insights, um, share your story, listen to your journey. It's it's been wonderful. If people want to follow you on socials, do you just want to remind us of all your handles? Yeah, so I've just got my Instagram going, which is just, you know, a bit of family life. It's um, Rees underscore Tory. Um, and, yeah, follow along and you can, yeah, see what crazy things we get up to in the Rees household. Uh, thank you so much, Tori, for sharing so much with us. And, yeah, um, yeah it's, been, it's been absolutely wonderful having you on. Thank you for having me. Tori, thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back next week. It's Talking Twins and More. It's Talking Twins and More with Nix and Naomi. Thanks to twinfo.com.au and doublebub.com.au.